Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome to another hour dedicated to understanding exactly what enlightenment means and what it just might be to be enlightened. Indeed, an hour devoted to learning something more about ourselves, an hour for those who dare to challenge some of those old ideas about the world we live in and the people we have become. This is an hour for the open-minded, willing to evaluate their experience as inseparable from their total knowing of reality. I'm Eldon Taylor, and this is Provocative Enlightenment. All right. Every week we share some of your letters as our way of honoring the very important role you play in making this show successful. Last week we received a number of letters about the last two shows. Abishai wrote, While listening to Lorna Byrne and you discuss politics, what became more and more clear to me was that you did not agree with what she and her angels were saying and that you kept trying to get her to pick a different or clearer point of view. When she did pick a clear point of view, i.e., Obama was the best president and that we should take on universal health care, something I personally do not believe, I am actually strongly against this, you called her vague and said she did not always agree, that, said you did not always agree with her. Here is my main issue. I do not know if I believe in angels, but I went back and listened to two other shows you did with Lorna where you sang her praises, and even on last week's show, you mentioned she was a favorite guest of yours. Until you disagreed with, until she disagreed with you, and honestly, I would argue she was anything but vague in her assessment of the political environment. Here's my problem. Before she disagreed with you in the previous shows, you stood by her and her angels. When When she disagreed with your politics, you suddenly turned on her. Either she talks to angels or she does not. It is a very simple view. It is either yes or no. It cannot be yes when you agree with her and no when you do not. Part of enlightenment is understanding that our view, or as you called them in yesterday's show, our world perspective cannot change the truth. And that sometimes what we see and believe might just be wrong, even if we believe it to be true. Her angels disagree with your and actually my worldview. But if, as you have said before, you believe that she is talking to angels, then don't we have to be open to the idea that maybe we are wrong to broaden our worldview? I don't know. I just felt, I guess what I felt was, Eldon, if you tell me she is talking to angels and you have personal experience of this, then I will believe you. But then you can't change your mind just because she disagrees with you. That feels incredibly disingenuous, and instead of calling into question what she is saying, it begins to make me call into question what you have said. Now, I think this is a letter we're spending some time on. Very well written. Has an excellent point in it. And it is a fair point of view to contrast statements that I have made in support of someone against statements that question that same person. That said... We learn over time. My question to Lorna now was really all about the difference between the biblical interpretation by most regarding many of the issues before us today. So the early questioning was designed to explore the apparent contradiction between supporting a platform opposed to certain religious principles, 
versus support for the classical biblical interpretation of those principles. As such, I mentioned issues such as gay marriage and abortion, and not because I'm taking either side, but because it does seem contradictory. When I asked about the Occupy movement, I do admit to being disappointed with her answer. When Lorna gave an answer to values indicating that they were relative only to change her answer, once she, quote, understood the question, that also gave me pause. Do angels really have trouble understanding questions regarding cultural relativity versus absolute virtues? Last week, I discussed my view on the Occupy matter, so we don't need to rehash that one. Still, Abishai is absolutely correct. When Lorna's answer did not fit with my view, my natural tendency was to reject it. What can I say about that? Well, in honesty, I admit to being fallible and mortal, and I trust that doesn't come as a surprise to any of you. I would not want anyone to cling to my words as though they were the final eternal edict of truth and wisdom. I encourage everyone through my books, lectures, appearances, and this show to think for themselves, to be aware of their own biases, and to mitigate their influence wisely, and to check and double-check their decisions as they move along the way. In other words, what I believed yesterday may not be true today. Indeed, when I went to school, I was taught there is no such thing as the possibility of an IQ change or a personality change. But the data today shows clearly that's not true. So I must retain a certain flexibility in what it is that I think and believe. I open the show every week with something like, this is an hour dedicated to understanding exactly what enlightenment means and what it just might be to be enlightened. Indeed, an hour devoted to learning something more about ourselves. An hour for those who dare to challenge some of those old ideas about the world we live in, the people we have become, and perhaps what it is that we believe. I am learning about myself as we go along. They say you teach what you want to learn. Well, I truly would like to be as genuinely enlightened as Sid Hartha in Herman Hesse's award-winning novel by the same name. The simple fact is, I'm not there yet. Bottom line, I am aware of my bias and how I process information. There are times that the old criminalist in me kicks in and conversation can turn to interrogation if I'm not careful. For me, my beliefs or worldview do not invalidate the worldviews of others, nor do others invalidate mine. I admit to remaining troubled over some of the elements in Lorna's interview. I have been scathed in the past by listeners for giving her a free ride, failing to ask her the tough questions that I ask others. I asked some tough questions and admittedly disagreed with some answers. Caught in that position, I felt it necessary to indicate my discomfort with what had been said. Could the angels be wrong? Could it be that angels are actually taking responsibility for our decisions and telling us how to vote? but they won't tell us what our guardian angel's name is? I don't know. I do know that Lorna once answered an unspoken question for me as though she or her angels read my mind. I also know that I will work on trying to get this one right for some time. I have suggested in my written work 
that enlightenment makes itself available only after struggle. Thesis, antithesis, and finally synthesis. When I have synthesis, I'll let you all know. Okay, Rod Road. Hi, Eldon. On the Tuesday A-House program, did I understand you to say that you work 80 to 90 hours a week, and if your taxes were raised, you would not have the same motivation to work so many hours, and by your working so many hours, you provide jobs for others? In other words, you do the wonderful work you and Ravinder do because of the Bush tax breaks. Is that what you mean? <clears throat> I had problems, I think, with that show, Rev. <laughs> Now, first, little hyperbole. 80 to 90 hours is an exaggeration. It's honestly more like 70. Well, you look at me like that, but calculate it. <laughs> 80 to 90 sounds very realistic. But it's not. It's 70. <laughs> now, I answered Rod this way. No, not at all. The Bush tax cuts have nothing to do with it. The statement was designed to highlight how in order to spread more wealth, those that do pay taxes will be asked to pay more. Wealth and opportunity are not created in this manner. Countries like Greece have tried and proven this point. It is the idea that we, as the people of this nation, are somehow entitled to more than the opportunity to succeed that I took issue with. We are blessed with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, not the benefits of others' labors. As Robert Nozick pointed out, taxes are a form of enslavement. Reasonable taxation makes sense. We need law enforcement, roads, and a safety net for those people truly in need, and so forth. But when a nation gets carried away with providing more and more in order to gain votes and win elections, then it's on one slippery slope. My thoughts on the matter anyway. Okay, moving right along, Connie Road, I thoroughly enjoy your show. I am a practicing psychotherapist and registered dietitian and have used some of your information in my practice. Thanks so much for having so many interesting guests as well as products. Tiffany Road, I was traveling this week, not fun, at seven months pregnant. As I was nervous about the flight, I listened to my relaxation CD. Within minutes of putting the CD on during my flight, I was calm. My heart rate came down and my breathing too. Mr. Taylor, what you provide to people is wonderful, a true gift of obtaining self-help and healing with guidance, and I cannot thank you enough. Well, Tiffany, you just did. Thank you. Sheila wrote, I got my MP3 success series last Friday, one week to the day. I started playing it as soon as it came. I played it all day at work, went home, and played it all night while I slept. Did the same Saturday and Sunday morning only. Did the all-day thing Monday. Tuesday did it again. I was driving to lunch, had a great idea, so I just whipped into a business. Went in, found the owner, started telling him my idea. His response? I was just talking about that. Can you do it? My response was, yes. Now in another week, I'm expanding my salon, barber shop, to a very profitable new thing. Wow, wow, wow is all I can say. Thank you. I love it. You like that letter, Rev? I do, I do. Way to go, Sheila. Cindy wrote, thanks for having the free MP3s. I buy them if things weren't so tight right now. They help to keep spirits up. Remember, all of you out there, you too can get your free InterTalk MP3 programs by simply going to my website and choosing free programs from the left-hand navigation pane. Finally, Virginia wrote, I recently ordered a handful of CDs and begun working with them, and I'm really liking the technology. I enjoy listening to your show on Hay House Radio. I love hearing you in Ravinder and your blend of science, spirituality, and down-to-earthness. Thank you for all that you do. 
You like that one? I do. I do. I, I like the down-to-earth myself. It's a very important part of what you and I do. It has to be real or it's not worth anything. Both feet on the ground, huh? All right. Thank you for your feedback, Virginia. And that's all the time we're going to take for letters today, but I do invite you to opine by sending your email to Eldon at eldentaylor.com or by joining me on Facebook. You can also just leave comments on my website. We can't get all your letters on the air, but they do obviously impact our programming, and I thank you for your feedback and support. Now to today's show, Messages from the Grave. Our guest has been with us before. And you asked us to bring him back. And, well, your wish has come true. Joining us today is Mr. James Von Prague. Now, this is a man that seems to be chatting with a friend on the telephone, not communicating messages from beyond. James is able to bridge the gap between two planes of existence, that of the living and that of the risen, by providing evidential proof of life after death via detailed messages. Is he always right? We'll ask him. That seems like a fair question in light of our opening letters and talking points today. But first, James Von Prague is the New York Times bestselling author of Ghosts Among Us and Unfinished Business. Through the years, his message of hope has touched a great many more people due to his television appearances on such shows as Oprah, Larry King Live, Dr. Phil, The View, A&E Biography, 2020, and 48 Hours. His unique paranormal experience during the past 25 years has led him to author best-selling books, conduct seminars to sold-out audiences worldwide, and produce several successful television projects. You can visit him online at www.vonprague, that's spelled D-A-N-P-R-A-A-G-H, dot com. So let's get him in here. Welcome back to Provocative Enlightenment, Mr. James Von Prague. Hi, Eldon. How are you? I'm excellent, sir. It's good to have you back. Oh, it's always nice I got to start right voice. out. <laughs> <laughs> I love your you. You heard the setup piece. Well, thank you. You heard the setup piece. Do you ever get it wrong? Do you ever misunderstand? Well, I just want to go back, if you don't mind, because I was listening to what you were saying when you were talking about the letter from Lorna. And, yeah. and what came to me very, very clearly was, and how I work with people, you know, we can over-intellectualize things and over-conceive things. And, and, and really what I say to people is, if it resonates within you, if it resonates within your being as a sense of truth for you, then it's true for you. What's true for you might not be true for somebody else. So I think it's up to each individual, if it resonates truth within them, to take it. If it doesn't, you throw it away. Simple, huh? Yes. Yeah, interesting. I it like works. that. It works. It works. I'll, everybody's I'll wear that one. Everybody's, everybody's background's different. Everybody's experiences in life are different. So one person can be right, one person can be wrong. Maybe we're all wrong. Maybe we're all right. It, it doesn't. You know, I don't, I don't think it's easy that way to can say it can be just one way or another way. It's just maybe little bits of pieces of different things. You know, James, I, I, I'm going to ask you to, right in the beginning here on a personal note. I I looked uh, for a number of videos. Uh, that we could feature during our uh, bottom-of-the-hour break. Uh, and I found a really delightful one that I think our, our, our listening audience is going to love. Uh, but in the process, I discovered that sometimes you actually communicate with animals, uh, particularly oh, yeah. dogs and horses on the other side. Oh, yes. And I, probably I, the video you ran into was a German Shepherd that came through once. You know, and I happen to have one, and he happens to have cancer, uh, lymphoma, and we're treating him for it, doing all that we can, chemo, et cetera, right now. And so, obviously, when I hit this, 
it, 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 it was an important video. And mm. what, did, what do animals tell you from the other side, and what is their life like? Well, it, it's, very, it's wonderful. It's a privilege and an honor to bring through animals because I find that the animals' vibration, what they come through is such unconditional love. They're not limited by what we humans are with judgment. They're just pure, loving energy, and they come through, and it's, it's, it's really very healing when an animal comes through. I think they're our greatest teachers about love and healing. Um, and they talk about, it's just, it's life. Remember, they're, they're going to use a human terminology. So I, I think in a way they're slowing down their thoughts for, for us here to understand it, because I think they're way beyond us. But basically it's all about um, love from those animals, compassion. Um, I think they come here to teach us about those things. So when they come through, many times they'll talk about thanking the owner for taking care of them, helping them. Um, I brought through a horse two weeks ago at a, an event in Seattle, and this lady was shocked. And I said, there's a brown and white horse next to you, and a man with a, a, um, a jeans, jeans is a overall, to bring this horse to you. And she said, yes, that's my grandfather. He gave me that brown and white horse when I was a little girl. And uh, the horse wanted to thank her for taking care of it all these years. So wow. it's, it's very different. Each, each animal uh, comes through with different information, but it's really basically about healing, love, and compassion, and, and really gratitude. You know, now this last week I've been studying the Vedic material, and uh, and I, and I guess I have to ask this because, again, being selfish, I've had some wonderful kinship with some great animal friends, horses mm -hmm. and dogs. Mm -hmm. do, do they do they always retain? I mean, the, the animal characteristic as opposed to you know, their consciousness moving upward, maybe even becoming human? It's, it's a great uh, question, Eldon. That's a really, really good one. I started doing this work, I used to very clearly think there was a, a defined between the animal kingdom and the human kingdom. And I used to think it was that way until once uh, a friend of mine, who's a wonderful healer, said to me, why do you limit a soul? Why can't a soul be a part of the animal and a part of the human? Which is true. Why do we limit the soul? Why can't it be part of everything? So there could be an aspect into the animal, there could be an aspect of the human, and it could all be one soul. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense to me. So it could be an aspect of a soul, the animal. So I don't know. You know, I won't know until I pass over because I don't think I fully understand things on this level. But um, I think we're part of each other. I, I really do, whether it's animal or human. Wow. Mm -hmm. I like that answer, too. <laughs> and I think animals bring out the best in humans, don't you think? I think they, they I, bring I do. out the best in us. They really – and the thing with an animal, let's take a dog. You kick a dog, what do they do? They come back and give you a kiss. But there's no judgment there. You know, just, no. just pure love from those animals. And, and, and teaching us how to be compassionate, how to be forgiving, how to be loving. I mean, they're wonderful teachers. Amen. Last time you were here, we discussed your book, Growing Up in Heaven. And yes. you should know, you know, yes, I, I, I need know to that. tell you, we received many letters <laughs> praising your visit and, 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 and everybody wanting you to come back. Now, that was very nice. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, you deserve it. It was a great show. Now, you yeah. have a new Mastering Mediumship five-day class coming up. I so, do. I do. I have it. You actually week. train the mediums. Tell us all about this, will you? Yes, I've been doing it for years uh, in Limited in New York and California, and then I decided, because so many people wanted it, so from around the country, I decided to do five-day teaching classes in different cities, and uh, I just finished Seattle two weeks ago. Uh, I limit it to 100 people. That, that's all I can work with, because it's very intense, it's very emotional, and I really work with uh, the energetic body with the people. I go through the chakra system, and a lot of emotional information comes through, a lot of old debris, if you can call it that, um, a lot of the old programming we hold on to, old judgments, old, old limitations, 
And we kind of explore all that, and then we open them up to their intuitive self and learn how to discern between um, their own thoughts, things that are coming from them, and things that are outside of them from the spirit world, how to tune into the spiritual energy, if you will, and then how to define it, whether it's a female, a male, a mother, a father, uh, the time of the passing, how they passed. So by the end of the week, and it's a process, many processes through meditation, uh, various intuitive exercises, the people by the end of the week are able to give messages, of detailed messages, to other uh, students. Uh, and we're talking about names and details, how the person passed, evidential survival evidence. And uh, that's what the class is about. And people, uh, when I first start the class, the first two days, they're a little bit apprehensive because they're a bunch of strangers, they have these expectations. And by the end of the week, Friday, everybody's crying because they don't want to go home. They want to stay in that wonderful space we've created. And uh, a lot of them leave just floating on clouds. They just really... They realized they had intu intuition and mediumship abilities, and now it's been proven to them they can do this work. So it's great. It's, it's really a wonderful experience. I'm doing it in Minneapolis next week on five days. People can still register. I still have openings. And then I'll be traveling to Atlanta and New York also to do them. So it's on my website. All of it's on your website. Yes. Sir. Okay. Uh, now, you, that must be very rewarding to you. I, I guess I, I see this as two-part. It's kind of a two-part deal because, you know, the skeptic is going to say, well, the reason you do that is to make money, or or the skeptic is going to say, uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, you're creating competition for yourself. Uh, you're going to have one of your students out there doing this tomorrow. I, I, I kind of look at it, and I'm, I'm going to throw my view into it, and then ask you to kind of play with all three, if you will, sure, James. Sure, sure, I like uh, to play, it, sure. It's, it's got to be really gratifying to see uh, people actually gain that ability to where they, they are making accurate readings and they're getting that feedback and they know indeed that they have connected with something other than this materialistic world that we keep telling, everyone keeps telling us is all there is. Exactly. You got it. And I, the work that I do, I'm really a teacher at heart. I really am a teacher. I think I was born to be a teacher. And I think that, you know, the work that I do as a medium, uh, you know, it's not my work. I'm the vessel. It's spirit's work. I'm just the vessel being used. So I don't own this work. I, it's not for me to keep this. It's all to share it and enlighten other people with it. And, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today if there wasn't a medium that said you have an ability. So I get so much joy, like you said, so much joy uh, for opening people up and letting them see their true selves, their divine selves, their own abilities. And it gives them so much confidence and self-assurance and, and a sense of living life fully. And uh, being able to help another human being, I think, is the greatest thing we can do on this earth. And when you see them help other people, hey, uh, you know, it's, it's priceless. There is no price on that. No, I would imagine so. Now, you, we've got a hard break coming up in just about a minute. A hard and we've break. Got, uh, okay. <laughs> a hard break. <laughs> and we're going to take some, we're going to take some phone calls, but I'm going to ask our callers to, you know, ask you questions about the mediumship aspect of your training, et cetera. That's what the show Perfect. is. Uh, we, let's, let's not do any readings if we can today. Yeah, and and I've got a couple of great questions. Pardon? We want to help as many people as possible to understand this work. So that's great. Okay, cool. And then, and we've got a great question out of the chat room having to do with 
uh, one of your presentations most recently. So when we get back, we'll take those subjects on. We're speaking with James Von Prague about mediumship and his upcoming course, Mastering Mediumship. You can check it out at vonprague.com. That's V-A-N-P-R-A-A-G-H.com. You're listening to Provocative Enlightenment on Hay House Radio. If you're not already in our chat room, this is a great time to join in the conversation. Just go to eldentaylor.com forward slash chat. There's a great video there today of James solving a dream riddle about a deceased loved one. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up after these words from some of our friends. Have you talked to yourself lately? What does that inner voice say? Are you constantly hearing negative feedback? Ready for a change? Inner Talk, Eldon Taylor's patented subliminal technology, can do just that. Change your inner self-talk. Turn off the negative by replacing it with positive affirmations. Inner Talk has been researched at universities such as Stanford and by governments around the world and has been proven effective at priming your self-talk. Armed with a new positive outlook, you'll find everything becomes easier. From losing weight to stop smoking, giving presentations to riding horses, learn new things to being a powerful salesperson. Choose your title for change today. Visit www.innertalk.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K.com. Innertalk.com. Confusion, deception, manipulation, feeling a bit controlled, lost. Learn how you can take back control of your life through proven techniques in Eldon Taylor's revised edition of Choices and Illusions. This New York Times bestseller is a guidebook to your journey to self-actualization, filled with practical, real-life solutions backed by scientific studies and guaranteed to awaken your inner genie. Get your copy today from all bookstores. Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome back. If you just joined us, we're discussing mediumships with Mr. James Von Prague. And we'll take your calls in this segment of the show. But first, James, uh, before the break, I suggested that we had a, a, a question out of our chat room based on uh, one of your earlier spirit circles. So let me just cover this question with you this is kevin and he says uh can you have eldon ask james a question for me i was at james spirit circle in los angeles in january and he did an incredible reading for a woman who had recently lost her son in a car accident james nailed the reading at a level that i have never seen before and i wanted to know if he was able to follow up with her and if he may use her story in a future book i think the world needs to hear what happened that night Wow, that's very great, Kevin. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, you know, when I do these readings, these messages, I definitely put myself into an altered state of consciousness. So I'm kind of my awareness. I'm partly there, and I'm partly to the side of me. So I'm not always aware of what's coming through. And um, 
we have a really good communicator, and they come through with details and facts, and the person receiving the information is very open and emotional. It really does help to have a wonderful, wonderful experience. I don't remember a lot of them, and I cannot use these sessions, not unless they come up to me or they contact me later on and they tell me what happened, because many times I do not remember it. Um, all the readings in my books I've done have been from people who have indeed contacted me afterwards and let me know. Well, there are certain things that I write down afterwards. I will remember some really strong things, like that horse thing was very strong. And I will write things down and keep notes, but I, I, if I do use it for a book, I have to have the permission or I'll change the names around. But yes, great, great, great teachings come through in those sessions, amazing experiences, because it's from their point of view, from the spirit's point of view, not from the physical point of view, where there is no time. You know, time does not exist in that dimension. So it's incredible that they come through the way they do with the information from that point of view. Well, quite obviously, according to Kevin's question, whatever uh, whatever transpired was most impressive. You have packed our phone lines. Oh, so I'm going to ask our callers Wonderful. to be succinct in their question. Get, let's see if we can't get as many <laughs> okay. phone calls on the air today as we can. Great. So we'll begin by going to Tracy in Redlands, California. Tracy, welcome to Provocative Enlightenment. You have a question for Mr. Von Prague. I do. Hello. Thank you Hi, so Tracy. much. I have followed you for years. Oh, I great. have a question um, that I have so many loved ones that have passed over, and I've been with yep. them as well um, with some of them that have passed. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, I get all kinds of signs, whether it be chimes, the electrical, the hummingbirds, yep. you know, all, of, all yep. of that stuff that comes right up to me, you know, can't yes. can't miss it. My question is, how can I know which loved one it is that's putting that effort forth to acknowledge me because I don't want to disrespect them? Well, n- number one, that's a great question. I've never been, I've never heard that question before, and it's a wonderful way. I love the way you think, and I love the way you're on top of that. Um, the best way that I would advise you to do is when you have that signal or that sign, you want to go into a meditative state where you want to be able to get to that area where you can just ask them in your mind, who is here now? Who is here now? And, uh, you know, what I do with my development classes, these, these five-day mastering mediumship classes, I have people actually go into a meditative state and learn how to discern the signal. Is it from a mother? Is it from your father? Is it from a, a child? Is it from an animal? Who is it from? And you learn how to subtly be able to identify through the energies coming through who they are. So when you have an experience where the electrical, the lights go on and off, or the a music, a song on the radio comes on, or, mm-hmm. or a butterfly goes by, and it gets your attention, you need to get in that space, that mindful space, and just ask who it is, and then you can associate them with that particular spirit. Okay. okay. I, I, I do try to do that, and, and I say good morning to them all the time and send love to them, and my chimes just go nonstop. And well, because they're always in- around you. And isn't it great that you're able to hear it or be aware of it? Think of all the people out there that are not aware of the spirit sitting next to them giving them signs. Oh, I, I understand. I also, I had a curious um, situation. I have, when I take uh, pictures on my camera yes. anymore, I... It's almost like I can't see anything but but all the spirits in ah, my pictures. Yet great. people can be taking pictures of the same thing. And, and it nothing will sh- manifest. Yes. Yes. So what that tells me is you're very mediumistic. You have that, that energy, if you will, and that is portrayed in those photographs. And it's very, very common for mediums 
particular types of mediums, and they will have manifestations on the photographs. That does happen. It means you're very mediumistic, and that makes sense. When you have these signs all the time, you hear the spirit, it chimes, and so forth. So you're very mediumistic. Okay, so I just need Thanks to for spend the call, Tracy. more Thanks, time Tracy. than discerning. Yeah, some more time Thank meditation. You. Yep. Thank you so much. Okay. Or attend one of those courses of yours, huh, James? Of course, it really All right. helpful. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Let's go to Mary in uh, Two Rivers, Wisconsin. Mary, welcome to Provocative Enlightenment. Your question today for James? Hi, James. Uh, Hi, Mary. Um, James, I've had a couple recent passings and uh-huh. uh, tremendous grief. Mm-hmm. How does one silence the grief, the pain, so that you are open to signs from your loved ones? Well, you know, I wrote a book called Healing Grief uh, many years ago, and it's a really, really good book. If I do say so myself, it really covers every aspect of grief and loss, and actually the signs to look out for when spirits are around you, how to get out of your own head, if you will, that, you know, getting out of that critical mind, and, and really opening yourself up. You have to realize that they have to go through what's called... Um, uh, at the time of um, where they get used to where they are, They're, they have to adapt to the new environment, if you will. So we have to give them that time to get used to that way, the spiritual side of life. And they will come back. They will be with you all the time. They always go to their own funerals and memorial services. They're much more aware and alive than they were here on the earth. You have to realize that. Um, but there is a, it's a process. Grief is a process. And you have to honor it. You have to honor them by going through that. I always say, you know, it, the, the grief feels so strong and it's so painful because the more you love someone, the more painful it is. Yeah, so it's really yeah. uh, an example of how, or a family of how much you love that person. You know, you have great love. That's why you have great grief. Yeah. So it's a process, and it, the, the book is really, really good. If you, you do that, that's great. And give yourself time. Give yourself time and realize it's a normal way of reacting when you lose someone. Sure. It, it is and I think what I do too is, is I'm also trying to force the issue that's right and it's a good point mary everywhere i just need to settle and accept and mary that's a great point a lot of people try too hard too much they want it right away come to me come to me come to me and they Mm -hmm. want to force it it's got to be done very subtly very subtly and it's a sense it's like a feather on the air you know in the wind and that's really what it is so give yourself a break you know forgive yourself love yourself and just take your time take the time it'll it'll happen it'll happen be easy with yourself Okay. Trustees always here. <laughs> so, okay. All right, uh, sweetheart. And go to my website too. We have a wonderful actually, people. Actually, yep, I'm on. I'm. Uh, I'm the on. chat room. Great. <laughs> yeah. There's lovely, lovely souls in my room oh. there in the, in the website that help. Yep. So thank you so much, James. You're welcome, Mary. Thank you. Thanks, Bye-bye. Mary. All right, let's let's uh, grab Cheryl from Aspen, Colorado. Moving right along. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Cheryl. Oh, hi. Hi, Cheryl. Um, hi. Um, first of all, I just wanted to say before I even called or got through, I'm re- I'm brand new to this radio station and listening, so I'm surprised I got through. But I wrote on the top of the page, if I got through, the name of my horse that passed away, and it's the same name as a dog, about a year ago. And um, when you talked about the horse, I thought, oh, he's saying hi. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Coming through in a different way. Yeah, so it made me want to cry. But um, I've been dealing with a medical issue for a long time, and I pray and ask to be healed, and I believe in everything, angels, Jesus, guides, the whole thing, and, I, and I've gotten to the point where I, I've felt better a little bit, but now I'm asking for a practitioner. And so I go to bed again, you know, okay, let me know. And I'm a very indecisive person, and I've made a lot of mistakes going to the wrong people with, actually it's a major 
dental issue. And mm-hmm. to the point now I've been on the Internet and I've written lists, like hundreds of them, and I was going to go to this biofeedback guy to get the energy from him, which costs a lot of money. So my question is, how do I know or how do I open up to finding right direction through anyone maybe that's passed on or the energy around me? Or, well, you know, you know, I'm going to give you some advice, and, and maybe Eldon can also um, chime in here with his, his advice. But, but my advice for anybody who's looking for a healer, let's say, or a practitioner, uh-huh. or even a medium, if, or a psychic, or, or anybody in the healing arts, is number one, you need to go by a referral. I would never go into a newspaper. I'd never go to the Internet. I would go by a friend, someone you can trust. If they've had the experience, then that's fantastic. <clears throat> I have people on my website, my resource page, healers, psychics, mediums, um, nutritional people, who I have tested three times, and, and they've, they've proven themselves over and over again. That's the only way they'll get on that page. You have to go by a referral. That's the only way I could, I could advise about that. That's, that's what I would think. Eldon, what do you think about that? Well, the bottom line is I totally concur. And if you don't know someone that can refer, then practitioners all belong to professional organizations. And and they report on those individuals and make references. And, you know, I'm going to come back and say it's always a good idea to have two opinions, period, end of quotation. More and more so today than than ever in the past. So. Uh, not being familiar with what your particular situation is, Cheryl, I think, you know, you just got some very good advice from James. Okay, thanks. And Th- I also thank you for to- calling. Okay, thanks. Good luck, Cheryl. All right. All right, let's go to Elaine in Williamstown, New Jersey. Elaine, you have Hi, a question for you? James. Hi. Great. I'm just um, fascinated. I am just thoroughly fascinated with um, James. And um, I'm, Thanks, mine is more about, we, I was told we have spirit guides and guardian angels yeah. around us. How do mm-hmm. I find out um, who my guardian angels are? Well, I, I don't mean to be repetitive, but I'm going to be because I, I've created a program on my uh, store page, on my website, and it's about meeting your spirit guides and your family, deceased family members. And I actually, it's a program that I guide you through in a, a meditative program. Okay. And, and that's really web- how you have to really go within, if you will. You've got to close down the mind and go within to your soul, if I can put it that way. And you really, it's very subtle, and you learn about the different signs and signals that you know that they're around you. It's all energy, so it's identifying that energy. So uh, if you go to my website on my store page, it's, um, it's one of the meditations I have. Okay, um, I am on your, we- I'm on your website. Yeah, so the store page. And read the different ones. That it's, I think it's an online, uh, you can download it. But it's a really good way, and with some great results in people who want even more of it, I have no time to do another one, but they want more of them. Um, that's a good way to get started, okay? And, Thank and you. learning also about meditation. That's a good, good way of starting, meditation. Meditation is so beneficial in so many ways in our life. And, and if that's what the door is doing for you right now, the opening of this door to meditation, that's great. It's great. You've come the right way. <laughs> okay. All right? Thank you so much. Thank you, sweetheart. Thanks for your phone call, Elaine. All right, I'm going to give the chat room a chance here and share a couple of questions out of the chat room before we bounce back to the phone, James. (laughs) You're in there? That's good. Yes, I am. Well, that's great. You see, Uh Elaine is asking, I wonder, question for James, has he seen dogs or other pets which repeatedly come back to a person? I feel my dog has been with me two or three times as childhood pet. Oh, totally, totally. Just like we have soul families and soul groups, 
we often have the same animal group, if you will, those same souls, and they will tend to come back in the same families, the same people, the same beings. Um, yeah, they tend to repeat, very, very much so. Um, so, yes, uh, the answer to that is very much yes. And, and as far as spirit animals, um, just a real quick reading I gave this lady years and years ago. Um, I said to her, Your do- this dog is here, and it was a French poodle, I believe, and the dog is very upset with you. And she said, why? I said, well, the dog is telling me you bought a puppy. And she said, yes. Well, this dog is speaking, says, you're using its old food bowl for the new puppy, and he doesn't want that. <laughs> and she said, oh, my goodness, <laughs> I am using the same bowl. So it was very funny. His personality came through, those personalities. It's kind of a human kind of personality, but it came through, and she said, that dog is very stubborn. So it was very <laughs> funny. It made sense that the personality traits, they do tend to come back in the same families for sure. That's great. I love that. <laughs> All right, let's bounce back to the phones. We'll get... Uh, Juanette, out of uh, Palmdale, California. Juanette, welcome to Provocative Enlightenment. You have a question for James? Uh, yeah, and it, it's Lonette with an L. I'm Lonette. sorry. Hey, Lonette. It's okay. No, it's okay. Everybody wants to put a W in there. <laughs> um, well, in my instance, they've got a J in here, but that's okay. I'll believe that it's Lonette. <laughs> I mean, you should know, right? You're, oh, you're yeah. more than your name. Don't worry. <laughs> What's your question, Anyways, honey? Um, I was going to ask. A question about spirit guides, but um, sure. you've getting a lot of those questions. Um, I don't know if it was your first book or, but talking to heaven. Talking to heaven. That's right. The first book I did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was the very first anything into the spiritual. My mother, and my grandmother gave it to me. Oh, that's great. And um, in it, it had explained that if you wanted to get in touch with a loved one, that you can, you know, through your dreams. That's right. That you can ask them, and it would take, you know, a little bit of time sometimes. That's right. And um, I was able to get um, in contact with my mom's best friend who had died. Mm. And mm-hmm. it was like I came across her phone number, and I I called her up, and it was I was like, you're alive. She's like, of course. And, you know, so I knew that that was me finally making contact with her, too. Right. Um, I'm wondering if you're able to do that with living people, like, you know, I have, me and my mom hadn't talked in like three years, and there needs to be a healing between us. And I'm wondering if you can do that. Okay, number one, ask. thank you very much for asking the question. It's a great question, and it's a wonderful, wonderful insight. So I'm going to, and thank you, because it's needed by many, many people listening right now. They need this. I have found in my work that in many of the readings that come through the sessions, it's spirits talking about how sorry they are. Please forgive me. And that it's very important when we're living on this earth to forgive each other now that we have the time down here. Um, I wrote a book called Unfinished Business, and it's really about having no should-haves, would-haves, or could-haves. Because when you pass over into the spirit world, you're met with all the things you did and you didn't do. And it's the things that we didn't do in life that really haunt us when we pass over. So you can indeed forgive your mother or any relationship you have. You don't have to do it physically, but you can do it on another level. So you can do it on a spiritual level, and you can almost in a way communicate with their divine self. Divine self to divine self, spiritual self to spiritual self. And you can do that in a dream state. And again, we're going back to the same theme, meditation. You can go into a meditative state and send out thoughts. Thoughts are real things. And thoughts, you will receive your thoughts. So if you send thoughts of forgiveness, I'm sorry, please forgive me, or, or I forgive you, whatever it might be, they will receive it on that level. And it will eventually come down to the physical. So just throw it out there because it's the right thing to do. Yes, okay. of sending out love and forgiveness on that level. I would definitely say in the meditative state. I like the meditative state because it goes faster. It seems that we don't have uh, things blocking the thoughts to go out. 
So I would definitely get into the meditative state and send it that way. And put light, green light of healing around your mom. Or, you know, that's really what we want to do is send up that healing energy, the green light energy around people. That's pure love. And um, forgiveness. I mean, we can take the high road. We always should take the high road, not the – take the high road. It's less traveled. <laughs> yeah. And it's, a, it's better. Yeah? Yeah. So try Thank that, sweetheart. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right. Thanks very much for your call. All right. Yeah, I, I'm going to ask you something, James, before I jump back to the telephones here. Okay. Uh, I'll clarify ahead. something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what is the difference, I mean, in, in the use of the terms between psychic and medium? That was a very good question. Um, everybody is psychic. So everybody, is, uh, everybody has what's called a sixth sense. The sixth sense is intuition. Intuition means into the soul. So we're all born with this sixth sense. We wouldn't be able to survive as babies without our intuition. We sense things. So we all have that sense, if you will. Probably around the age of seven, eight, uh, it starts closing down in a way because we don't use it as much as we start intellectualizing or using the mental part of ourselves. So that, that sense gets kind of pushed back most of the time. But there are some people who are very, very high, they're very, very highly sensitive, and that intuitive self is very, very strong throughout their lives. So every single individual is psychic from one degree or another. And what a psychic is or an intuitive, they're able to read energy or sense energy. Um, and with that, of course, there's no time with energy, so they can sense things. They can look at somebody and sense things from the past, by the present state or in the future state. And that's a psychic. Well, that's being psychic. A medium is also very, very psychic. Every, every medium is a psychic, but not every psychic is a medium. So in order to be okay. a medium, you must first have a foundation of intuition, a very strong sense of intuition. And from that level, what happens is a medium is someone who's able to attune themselves to a higher level of vibration or frequency if you will, and bring themselves up to that highest level of frequency. And when you get to the higher level, then you start communicating with the spiritual dimensions, which are at a very fast vibration of energy, and they're able to really be the interface and receive impressions, uh, receive memories, personalities, a, a sense of that individual, those individuals or animals, and be able to relay the information to the living person on the earth. So they're the medium in between the spiritual world and the physical world. That's the easiest, uh, quickest explanation I can give you. Yeah, no, and, and so in your in your mastership, in, in, in your mediumship courses, you you would build the psychic and then uh, the mediumship? That is correct. That is correct. So I will build the psychic, the intuitive self, and it's really a lot of trust. They have to go through trust issues. We go through a lot of trust issues. We go through a lot of sense of self-empowerment issues because um, a lot of people live other people's lives. They don't live their own lives. So we've got to get rid of all that programming and start getting, giving them a relationship with themselves and self-empowerment. And then they have to start, start to trust themselves. So they're going to trust exercise about how they feel about certain things. And really they start realizing, oh, my gosh, I can feel this. This is real for me. And at that point when that trust opens up, and I call it the sense of knowingness, they get back to that sense of knowingness, and once, which they remember. They go, my gosh, I was five years old. I remember this. Six years old, I used to feel like this. So we go back to that state. And at which point, then we start introducing slowly mediumistic exercises. And I do it very, very carefully. I, I must say, I am a good teacher. I'm really good at this because I love doing it. And I slowly bring them through to the mediumistic part of themselves. And listen, there are some people that are very, very good intuitives and psychics, but they're not, they're not mediumistic. And so we'll work with what we have and how much they can do. I develop them for as much as they possibly can. And um, it's, it's great. Even if they highly develop their intuition, it's fantastic for them. They, they, they love it, and it works really well in life. Because life is really Sounds a series exciting. of choices, I think. 
know. And Sounds we, exciting. Let's get yeah. another call in here, if we can. We have Cheryl from Merced, California. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment. You have a question today, Cheryl? Yes, I do. Um, is it okay if I changed it from the one I told you? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Hi, James Von. Hi, Cheryl. I was at your workshop 15 years ago, by the way. And before Thank you, you Cheryl. Even... Yes, I'm old, Cheryl. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> before you even came on the stage in San Francisco, I think it was whole life or something. Right, Anyways, right. Um, my father said in my ear, who had passed on, I forgive you. Now will you please forgive me? Just as crystal clear. So I already had the healing before you even came on stage. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It was from your energy, I'm sure. <laughs> well, they're always around us. Even when you go to an, like an event that I do, the spirit will always be around you before you even go to the event. And they work with you when you're at the event. They clean out your auras. Oh, oh yeah. It happens all David, the time. My question. I was a medium and mm-hmm. trans channel, and I've been very sick part of my past, but luckily I was going to say, you're still years, a medium, aren't you? What happened to it? <laughs> well, I... I didn't hear your full question. I said, you're still a medium. What happened? You're always, once you're a medium, you're always a medium. Yeah, I am. <laughs> the problem I have now is I've had this debilitating autoimmune disease, and I have no energy. Mm. And the only way I know how to be a medium is to surrender and leave my body. But mm. my body needs my energy, mm-hmm. so I need a new way to be a medium. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's almost like I want to be a psychic clairvoyant without disappearing. Have you ever worked with people that have been so sick they shouldn't leave their body? Well, one of the things I teach in the class is how to ground yourself properly, how to Uh stay centered in the body. Because, listen, if you're out of your body, who's in your body? Right. (laughs) So I teach people, and a lot of psychics or a lot of mediums mistakenly think they have to be out of the body or out of it. I'm really enlightened. I'm really out of it, man. Oh, wow. And I tell them that you're so out of it and you're so enlightened. Well, then who's in the body? Come on. So yeah. it's a very grounding experience. And in order to do the work, you have to have proper grounding and proper centering. And also remember, it's the healing of the body, mind, and spirit. So what is it that's holding you back? What is causing this autoimmune stuff? What's going on? There's some deeper levels of things that are happening. And through yeah. the workshops, this class, I, I do go through those levels of things physically happening to us, emotionally. Emotions so much charge us in some way, hold on to things for us, block us. Do you have a book? Because I'm not able to travel at this I, I have. I guess I, I also have my uh, online courses, mediumship, that will help you. Some grounding and some centering on there, too. So check those out. I think you need that. I think it's some grounding and centering. And okay. I think that'll be All the right. beginning. Thank you And very I'm much. sorry, Cheryl, but we're out of time. Do check out the website. And, and James... Yes, sir. Share again very quickly in about 20 seconds where these upcoming courses are and your website. Yes. Uh, I'll be next week in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, and then I'll be in Atlanta after that, and then I'll be in New York. So it's all in my website uh, on the calendar page, which is uh, Van Prague, V-A-N-P-R-A-A-G-H.com, and also on Facebook, James Van Prague, also the public part of it all right well we've come to the end of another hour of provocative enlightenment i want to thank you all for joining us and thank our special guest today i hope you enjoyed our show and will join us again next week same time and same place and if you have comments on our show do let us know okay until next time wherever you are in the world remember believing in yourself always matters 